of the Do Not Listen to This Podcast. I'm your host, Sam LaCrosse. Can you dig it? I can. And now I am with a very special guest today, a person who I, I was just actually talking to him pre-recording. I have not, I don't believe, seen his physical face. Well, I'm still not seeing his physical face. I'm seeing his virtual physical face. But his physical face in probably about four years at this point, my my good friend, uh, Mike Kowalski. Mike, how you doing, man? Good. Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Um, down here in, in Florida for the first time, uh, living here. Just moved in about three weeks ago now, so just kind of getting settled in, but everything's going well. Yeah, is it as good as everyone says it is? I live in Texas, which is pretty good, but I heard Florida's like blowing up with a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm not a Florida person. Yeah. But yeah. I would say, yes, like Florida's awesome. Um, you know, in Tampa, you're about 30, 40 minutes away from from two beautiful beaches um, with St. Pete, and then you have like Clearwater Beach, Siesta Key, so that, I enjoy that. Um, but another cool thing that I think is, is really interesting is the amount of people moving here. So like when I've gone out and stuff and you're talking to people, they have also like recently moved down to the area. So it's kind of just like this hub of people from New York or California, like wherever they, they might be coming from, just kind of all moving here. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it reminds me a lot of Austin. Austin's kind of a lot like that. It's kind of a really big, you know, melting pot and everything kind of surrounding it. And so it's, it's cool, man, to kind of see like all the demographic change and like a lot of, you know, the young people moving and kind of doing what you are, kind of taking a chance, seeing what's, if something happens, if you like it down there, that's fine. But I mean, you really don't have all that much tying you down. I don't think a lot of people, you know, have a lot of things tying them down. I certainly don't. And so just kind of making sure, you know, finding our way in the world, basically. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring you on and talk about today, because uh, another thing we were talking about before, like, you and I have kind of been tied at the hip or were tied at the hip for a very long time from our whole college career. I, we met each other in our very first class at Ohio State, stayed friends throughout the whole time, you know, and we met each other in kind of an unconventional way because we both had to take an alternate route to our university, which is Ohio State. The, you know, shout out to the Buckeyes, big win last week at Notre Dame. So that was, that was, that was a big thing. Yeah. So, yeah, we're Cleveland people, Buckeyes, Browns, the whole thing. So that was, um. so we kind of, you know, formed a connection right from that, you know, going forward. And so, just overall, like kind of, you know, we've been through this kind of wild process together, like, you know, our, our started in, you know, 2016, when a lot of crazy things were happening, ending in 2020, when the, the, the pandemic hit, and we kind of had to go virtual, and then we all split up and really didn't get to say goodbye to one another and didn't get to graduate really properly and do all those things. And so it's kind of just an interesting frame to set for a lot of other things. And so um, maybe just kind of, you know, intro yourself a little bit, like, you know, who are you, where are you from? Kind of like, you know, what's, what's your background and kind of, how did you end up in the place that, you know, shaped you to eventually go to Ohio state and do all those things? Like I said before. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I'm originally from, I pretty much grew up in the Cleveland area. I was born outside of Philadelphia. So, uh, my, my dad always raised me as like a big Philly, Philly sports guy, but we, uh, we moved to Cleveland when I was eight. Um, and yeah, so pretty much grew up in a, in a suburb. I'm sure we kind of had similar, you know, backgrounds. Yeah. I, I know you yeah. were out in Westlake. Um, 
But yeah, so I started off, I went to a, a public school for eight years, which was kind of interesting until eighth grade. And then I made the switch to a Catholic um, school for high school. Um, so we moved again, actually in Ohio. So we lived in a couple of different cities. So um, my eighth grade, eighth grade year was, was kind of moved away from everyone and had to start fresh again. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly, looking back on it, it was, it was a good move. But um, yeah, I, I was in school. So I guess we'll talk about how did I get to Ohio State in, in the unconventional way, I guess, that both you and I started. Yeah. Um, so I was always interested. I honestly, I always loved Ohio State. Um, like the football team was really what, what like got me super interested in OSU. Uh, as it does like 95% of the people that go there, I feel. I feel like that's the yeah. – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then to be quite honest with you, I was like staying really conservative with like my schools. Like I was looking at smaller schools, like being from the Cleveland area, like John Carroll was like something. And then also like the Catholic background too. Like a lot of kids were going to John Carroll and I was like, Oh, that would be, that sounds cool. Like interesting. Um, you know, pretty safe bet to get into that school. So then I also looked at a few others, but I was like pretty, pretty set on like going to John Carroll or um, I looked at some schools in Philadelphia on the smaller side, but then, Honestly, like I, when a lot of my parents started going to, like they were looking at applying to Ohio State, I was interested in that. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll apply, give it a shot. So I started working pretty hard because I knew it was tough to get in with their ACT yeah. like requirements and academics. Yeah. And I've always was like a, a good, like a good enough student, like had good grades and whatnot. But I remember I took my ACT and it, I took it a few times and I was like stuck at like, like, I don't know. It was like 27 or 28. And I was like, just stuck at that score. I had a 28. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was stuck there and I thought that was a great score. And I got into a, a lot of the schools I applied for and OSU was, um, we, we got, I got waitlisted. I think you and I had the same experience with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I got waitlisted. Yeah. I, I, I only took it twice. So I don't know how many times you took it. I took it twice. I got a 24 and then I got a 28, even though, well, they probably, honestly, I got a 35 in the reading and I just sucked at almost, I, I sucked at my math. I sucked at my science. I was okay at the writing section, but you know, cause I, I write books. So, I mean, I guess I, I probably should be good at both of those things. And so that was the thing that kind of goosed me up, but I, I had a 28 too, and I flatlined out of it. So I probably, looking back, I probably should have taken it a third time, but um, you know, I don't know how many times you took it, but I only took it twice and got a 28 and then eventually got waitlisted. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was like a little bit of a gut punch. I remember that. Um, and I remember talking to like, they had OSU like had a rep that was at my, my high school. And I remember asking him, I'm like, Hey, do you think like, where are the odds? And he's like, Oh, I, he's like, I have no idea. Like there's some years where everyone on the waitlist gets in some years, there's nobody. Like, I remember that was kind of the answer. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, okay. And, he, and then he told me about the, the option for, you know, going to the branch campus and I was like okay that could, that could be um that could be interesting but uh, so I decided to actually do that and thankfully I had some friends that were in the same boat so we all went to Newark <laughs> got the apartment there and it was looking back on it man, it was so crazy like just so like looking back on that it's just unbelievable like how different of a life that is versus yeah. when you actually go to like Columbus yeah um but anyway, so uh, we could get more into that later if you want, but that's, yeah, that's sure. how it started. And, um, you know, I would say OSU was, was great and learned a lot. I studied finance there, um, took my first job at a bank and in, in internship program and, you know, got the full-time offer. So um, I was in their corporate finance. Like they had like a leadership development program 
Um, so I ended up taking that and, and kind of navigated my way around the banking world, um, figured out corporate finance really wasn't like the thing for me. I wanted to be more on like the, the client facing or so I need, I just needed something else. Like it was, it was just not exactly the right fit. So I ended up taking a, another role um, outside of that bank and get a stint at a software company um, working on their corporate M&A so that we were doing like international deals and it was really cool, um, but also just didn't work out at the end. And I, I know you and I spoke about that. So that was, that was interesting. And then found my, my way back into banking. So that's what I'm currently doing. Yeah. Um, pretty much just on, on the sales side. So uh, cool. it's good. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. We'll definitely revisit all that later. I think that that's, it's really interesting because we, I know we had talked about a lot of the sales angle of everything too, because I, you know, a big, I think misperception from a lot of people and maybe rightly so is that like, I remember when I, you know, when you and I were taking classes, like I had no idea that people sold financial stuff. Like I had no idea. Like I thought those were two separate things, but they're, they're not. And so like, it's, I remember you're yeah. about, you know, pivoting into, into more of that thing. And we'll definitely, you know, pick up on that a little bit later, but you know, overall, like, you know, what was besides, did you have like a general perception of Ohio state or was it just like, you knew it was a good school. You knew they had a monster football program. You knew that kind of like, it was kind of every you know, young kids like, you know, dream in high school going up to kind of really go to Ohio State eventually, probably, or else they'll kind of go to another place and they'll go back to Ohio State and visit people. But like, what, what drove you to want to be part of like an environment like that? Was it just strictly like the, the football big campus vibe? Or was it something else? Or kind of like, what was your what was your motivation for wanting to pick that over all the other small schools that you kind of, you know, sent out? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think I realized some point during my senior year that I, I the, the opportunity at a school like Ohio State or just any state school with like a big campus and a lot of kids um, is going to be completely different than a small school you're going to get better up in general um, I would say you get to network more you get to have maybe some opportunities you wouldn't have at like a smaller school um, so I think I, I kind of realized like I was never the person to really like go out and go crazy out of my comfort zone. But I, I, I knew that going into the next phase of my life, like that's something I would just need to do. And I knew it would be better for me at the end of the day. So that's, that's honestly why I just, I wanted to stick with that commitment and wanted to get out of the comfort zone. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Was it kind of, where did you, where did you grow up again? Was it kind of a small town? My town wasn't like, it went like, like I would say lower or kind of middle, like very middle class up to like upper middle class. And kind of a lot of people moved in late and everything that like we had like good tax benefits or whatever. And so a lot of people moved in good schooling system. And so I, I just like, how big was your town relative to like what you were experiencing at Ohio state? Cause I remember I was in pretty big culture shock as well when I eventually went there, but it took a while. for yeah. me to So it was, so the town I grew up in, um, is called Concord Township and it's a really small it's a really oh, yeah. small township but it's right next to um Mentor Ohio which is like a huge yeah huge town with a huge school district but like I said I went to like a, a private Catholic school we had uh, maybe like 200 kids in my graduating class so uh it was it was definitely a small feel and I think I was getting used to that and I knew that you know it's probably better to be you know, meeting different people and different types of people, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of why I wanted to go to LSU. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was kind of my feel as well. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, we can talk about the more, how maybe that parlayed into how you did at Newark. But I think that what I want to go back to is that I remember 
when I got the news that I didn't get in and it was kind of, I know you, you read or at least have a copy of my book. And, and so I remember I told a story in the book about how this happened. And so it was funny. I, I was in, it was in 2015. So like October of 2015, it was like a week after my birthday or some of my birthdays mid October. And so I remember I was driving to, do you remember the movie about Jesse Owens that was out when we were seniors in high school? Do you remember that movie? I don't know. What was it called? I don't remember. I think it's, I think it's, I think it was called race. I'm pretty sure it was kind of a double because Jesse Owens was, you know, a black guy. He raced in front of Nazis, like did everything else. And also he was like this phenomenal track and field athlete. And so that was a movie that came out. And, you know, I remember I, you know, me and my dad and my brother, we went to go see that movie because Jesse Owens is like an icon in the state of Ohio. He's Ohio state's most famous athlete, probably outside of maybe Archie Griffin or somebody else like that. But I mean, he's up there for like one of the most, I would say just outstanding athletes in the history of our state and, you know, sports in general. And so he's a big deal. And so I remember we were going to go see that movie. And so we pulled into the movie theater and I get an email on my phone and it's from the admissions department at Ohio state. And so my thought was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in, I'm going to look at this email. I'm just going to like, you know, McGregor strut inside of this movie theater, sit down and like bask in my glory. And so I, I pull up the thing, I log in, like my, my dad, and my brother getting out of the car and I get the, probably the same notification you did where it says like application, like denied, deferred, waitlisted, you know, you didn't get in basically. And I remember that I just, I couldn't move. Like I was just in kind of paralysis. I was like, oh my gosh, like what? And because like, I kind of got like the same thing that you got told. It's like, oh yeah, like a 28 is a great score. Like you're doing all these things, like you're playing two varsity sports. You have all these, you know, you're doing all these extracurricular activities. Your volunteer hours are up, like all these things. And so it's like, you should be, you should be fine. And so I remember like, I just couldn't shake the feeling. Like it felt like, you know, a can of pop got blasted off in the front of my head. Cause I like, I just had like white noise from like everything else. And so I was like, it was a gut punch, man. I think you kind of phrased it, you know, really, really right. What was, and you know, kind of, what was your reaction to not getting in? Like, was it like, you know, cause I kind of like, based the lead the previous rather like three or four years of high school kind of just solely angling to get into ohio state i really was kind of ohio state or bus so okay like, yeah it was either ohio state and i was going to go to michigan state but i rescinded the last moment then moved back to ohio state and then went to the satellite campus we eventually went to but like do you remember like i remember that feeling very vividly and i, I don't know if you do too but that was kind yeah. of what feeling was yeah and i will say like i, I definitely remember that feeling but I was thinking about this before before we jumped on. Like, it sucked at the time, and it sucked when I got there. And just seeing like everyone else at at main campus, like some of my other friends having fun and whatever. But two things: a, I think very insignificant at the end of the day. Looking back, like not to me at least. I I don't look back at that first year and think too much of it. Um, but at the time, it was a big deal. Yeah. And then B, I think, I think for me, like I really needed that. Like maybe I didn't know at the time, but I was someone that, I mean, I, I always like got good grades and I would try to go above and beyond and, and you know, place above my peers, but I, I didn't really know how different college was and like how much you actually like needed to study and put work into things. And at newer at, at satellite campus, like, I had no choice but to like actually sit down and, and do my work without a lot of distractions. And I think if I wasn't in that and I was, was thrown right into the main campus, I don't know if I really would have had like the same experience. Um, so I, I think it was very important at the end of the day to, for me personally. And then 
I, I think, you know, looking back, it's still not a super, it didn't really change my trajectory at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Cause it's like, you know, it's kind of, you know, people ask like, well, would you have liked to, you know, would you have liked to get into Ohio state, like right off the bat? And, you know, ideally I would say yes, like, sure. Like I would have, you know, be, been like to be led into, you know, this campus inside of my freshman year, but at the same time, it's like, I personally, and maybe we can do this later too. Like, I really, I think I remember telling you, like, you know, I really struggled when I went over there. And like, I remember I just got clocked across the face by a lot of very hard classes. I was almost failed. I almost yeah. out of Ohio state for a while. And then, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know if I would have done that well when I, you know, if I were to get let in right off the bat, cause I kind of know like a lot of people do have that. And it's not like an uncommon mindset whatsoever. When people kind of come in and say like, Oh, I just, I did this. I can just walk in and kind of, you know, do this casually. And it's, it's not a casual thing whatsoever, like, like at all. So, I mean, you have to go and see like how all that stuff sets in, but I mean, I don't think it's, it was an uncommon one, but that's always an interesting question. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would get into Ohio state my freshman year in the main campus, if I had to do it all over again, I think it's a very hard question for me to answer personally. Like what you would prefer or. Yeah. Like if I, if I were like right off the bat, like I might've, I might fuck myself. if I do that. Like, I really don't know. Like I, I don't, you know, kind of go in and say like, I, I might not have recovered as well if I were to do something at maybe like Newark or another satellite campus would be, I just, I just don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, did you, um, what were your thoughts like in, you know, to get, um, to, cause you had other college opportunities to go to, like you said, you had John Carroll, you were looking at schools in Philly, like a bunch of other places why did you not just say like, you know, you know what, I'm not going to get in the main campus. I'm going to go to another one and see just kind of, you know, what it works and kind of just, you know, it's, it's still college. It's still this, like, what was the thing that made you kind of say like, okay, I can take a, I can take a setback this year, kind of take a mini L still go on campus, still go to the game, Mm -hmm. still like live 45 minutes away from like where the action is and, you know, kind of be in this, you know, cause I mean, I, I know you remember kind of like how, not great the town of Newark is in comparison to the rest of everything is it's kind of a it's a very interesting place looking back on it and so like it's it's a it's it's a very very different experience compared to the uh compared to the when you're living in downtown Columbus but what what was your what was your thing that you really kind of stuck to in terms of persevering through everything yeah I think you laid out the options like at the end of the day it wasn't too far from Columbus um and, and then I think you know, you could still have that on-campus experience. I mean, it definitely wasn't the same at all. But, and then for me, um, it, you know, this isn't really the best answer, but I had a, a good amount of friends that were in the same exact boat as me. So just, yeah, you know, they also were doing this. They were in, they were in the, gr- like, we were in the grind together. Like, we all kind of got screwed over by that wait list. And we ended up at Newark and, and um, having like that like support system there and knowing that I had friends that were going through the same thing was super helpful. Um, But yeah, no, I, I definitely like thought about just going to some of the other schools I got into and and, like, why would I have to sit here and suffer? But um, you know, at the end of the day, I had other people going through it with me. So that, that helped me out a ton. Yeah. I mean, I, that was something that I, I, I had people that went to, Newark as well. But I mean, we weren't like terribly good friends. We didn't have, you know, I basically started from scratch there and looking back on it, that was probably, I would say my biggest hurdle to, you know, my ability to tolerate, you know, being at a place like Newark for a while is that I didn't really have the social bond, the social dynamics, even with like the roommates that I had. I remember I met my roommate, I think on Facebook, I met both my roommates on Facebook and a mini kind of Facebook group we were doing. 
I met them. Like I didn't see my apartment until I moved down there. I remember I met them literally on the day I moved into the apartment. And then the two guys that I was rooming with, they both kind of were, you know, overall just, you know, they lived in the area. Their families were local. They like mm -hmm. ate home cooked meals every night and they both had girlfriends. They had like sexy sleepovers and whatever when I was there. And I was just like, you know, fuck me kind of up in my room, like, you know, studying, doing nothing. <laughs> Boiling and you know in front of the candlelight and you know whatever you know whatever that causes it from but but yeah man it was it, it was kind of just like that social I never really and I'm still learning this now but like the importance of a social network and we talk about this in terms of like you know social media and like you know expanding your network and and you talked about it earlier like your professional network LinkedIn whatever you want to call it but like I never realized how important a social fabric was until I, you know, probably until I moved to Austin, honestly. And now I have a really good social fabric. Mm -hmm. where I have a lot of different, you know, ponds to fish in with the people that, you know, I can, you know, talk to and hang out with and stuff. And, and it's awesome. And I think that the people who, and I used to kind of, you know, frown on that in a lot of ways, because I'm like, okay, like I'm, you know, kind of like, you know, to make a Cardale Jones reference, like didn't, didn't come to Ohio State to like, you know, I didn't come to, I did come to play school. I didn't come to play college. Like I kind of did like all the other things where I was like, I didn't come to fuck around. Like I wanted to come in get my degree, get my fancy thought would be finance job and then get out. But you know, I, it, that's really not how the game works. And so that, you know, I, I completely, I think it's a good reason, honestly. And, and you might yeah. not, think this, but I think it's a good reason, honestly, like you go where like you have people that you like a lot around you and that can, you know, surround you and help you and encourage you and all those things. And it, it, it matters, man. It really does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. And I'll say, I think it's a little different. Like, uh, maybe this is touching a different topic, but your oh, network that you have, that like the network that you have in after school, I would guess, I, I would say is completely different purpose-wise than in school, at least for me in school, yeah. like my network, my friends, like that was like, who am I going to the party with? Like, who am I spending my free time with? Like that kind of thing versus like after school, like network, like friends I, I mean it, it's more so about like who can I lean on who can I trust like in college I, I would say I had a very few amount of people I had a lot of like that was that close to me I had a lot of acquaintances um versus after school like I feel like these these people are you know career mentors or you know someone you can you can sit down with and talk about life um because, you know, it's obviously so different from your college life versus like after you're graduated, like what your goals are and, and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, how did you make that? Was that differentiation easy for you to make? Like, was it kind of something that you said, like, you know, these guys are, these guys are my boys, but like, I need to kind of make that delineation between the two of them and say that I want to make kind of this other network of people to help me with career development, to kind of go out and, you know, everything in terms of like how I want to advance myself in my professional life versus my friend life was did any of those intersect at all like were you intentional about that or did that just kind of happen you know randomly by happenstance yeah I mean I think it's a little bit of both like it definitely yeah. crosses paths like I have some of my best friends who I completely look up to and they're they're my mentors in a way um career-wise and I think also like I also have you know a network outside of my close friends I, I think I do try to like keep a separation between the two but um and also at the same time like your network's like not always going to be people around your age so it's just like a little yeah. different you're not you know you're not really hanging out with them um in that sense so but yeah 
Yeah, dude. I mean, I, what were your perception of the people that were there? Like when you kind of, you know, started getting into the whole OSU Newark ecosystem, like, did you like, because my perception was that a lot of people just, and I don't want to, you know, shit on anybody. So, I mean, I apologize if I do, but like my perception of it was that the people that were there kind of chose to be there and basically they were there and they kind of didn't put the work in and they were, they just kind of waved the white flag and said like, okay, I'm still going to be an Ohio state student, but I am still, I'm just going to kind of, you know, live by myself and, you know, or live on the main campus, go back to class like three days a week, and then kind of basically be an Ohio state student when I went to Newark. And like, for me, that really kind of made me angry because I'm like, I didn't choose to be here. Like, why the fuck would you guys yep. choose to be in this place? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I actually tried really, really, really hard to make this work. And like, you guys like kind of, for lack of a better term, just kind of like grifting off of this and like not, you know, being in, in terms of everything else like that, that kind of pissed me off. I don't know. Like, I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit. I don't think I've asked you explicitly, but that was my perception of everything. I was like, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I, I didn't really, I didn't really get the logic behind it whatsoever, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like we were a hundred percent. I had the same exact feeling. Um, we were in the minority of, the, you know, the yeah. student body there. Like most of the, you're exactly right. Like most of the people there were from the area. That's the school that they were going to, and for them, like that's a good. I, I think that's a good outcome. Like honestly, that's a good. Yeah. You know, college, state schools with these types of like satellite campuses, like you're getting a degree from that school. Uh, maybe you have like limitations on what degrees you can get and whatnot, but I still do think that's a good out- outcome for some folks. Um, but yeah, we were definitely in the, in the minority yeah. and that surprised me because I think I was going in with expectations that everyone was going to be in the same boat as us. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think like additionally kind of maybe adjacent to that thought, like I, I had the perception that everyone and it was a very false perception it turned out to be, but like I had, I had the perception when I went to Ohio state that like, you know, man, I'm just going to be in a room with like a bunch of killers. Like all these guys are going to be just like, so you know, they're going to be like, so focused, so career oriented. So this, so that, and that was just, it wasn't the case at normal Ohio state, but it clearly wasn't the case there. And so like, that was something where it was like, I was always like, I had never been ever the smartest person in, you know, in school before, but like, and I wasn't, I don't think there, I just kind of worked really, really hard. I remember like I was in the tutor room, like every single day, you know, getting help with calculus homework and everything like that. But like, I remember like, you know, when, like the, when the frat dude, dude just come up to me like after class and be like, well, how did you do well on this test? I'm like, well, I mean, what, what the fuck do you think I did? Like, I mean, I kind of didn't, you know, do whatever. And I remember like, I don't know how often you, like, like how often you, uh, you went to uh you went to main campus i got lucky my my best friend at the time he was living on the um on the north end of campus and so he was living on you know all the places where um he was like he was living you know with two other guys and he was living in a four person dorm room but the fourth guy dropped out i believe like a week before you know school started and so he basically had a free bed and a futon and so i remember i was just able to stay up with them and you know they were very gracious they let me stay up there every weekend for free um, you paid for all my meals, like didn't really do anything else like that. So like mine wasn't as separate. I still lived in Newark. I remember, I believe you, you lived in Newark, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember like, well, Mc, we were neighbors. McMillan Woods. Yeah. We were, we were neighbors. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot the name for a second, dude. That was, that gave me flashbacks, but um, that was the, um, I remember we lived, uh, we lived in McMillan Woods together. I didn't really, I didn't really know it at the time until probably a couple months later, but, um, but it was, it was, it was interesting, man, because like, it was a big wake up call for me in terms of like, a lot of people just didn't want the same things that I wanted. And that was very, very shocking because that was, 
it just shows how skewed that my perception, and I think a lot of people's perceptions of these kind of big grandiose things can be when you're kind of, when you had the blinders on basically. Yeah. And, and on the flip side, when, when we got to main campus, like I've noticed there's a good amount of people that kind of just waltz their way in and yeah, <laughs> like they weren't, yeah. you know, and, and they didn't have that, like saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm here to like, you know, grind out, get a good degree, do well, get a good job. Like I, I feel like there was a, a lot of people at the main campus that didn't have that. So it was really like a, w- a weird feeling, honestly. And it didn't make sense and it like at all to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, I don't know, man. And, and like, what was that, what was that transition? Like, you know, and you're, so we, we go there for the first year, we, we do, re- we do well, we crush it. We get into everything else. You move into dorms next year, start over, do everything else. And so we have this, you know, romanticized idea of Ohio State before we go into college that gets blown up. But when we get sent into the, you know, the into the satellite campus realm, then that kind of gets blown up again. when We get there with all these perceptions about like how college is actually going to work. We go to, you know, main campus, our second year, our sophomore year, we stay there for the next three. It's blown up again. We kind of are transitioning to everything else. And I think you did a much better job than I did in terms of assimilating to the environment that I did, because I still kind of had like that I'm in the bunker mentality. Like I need to kind of you know mm-hmm. do these things and, and everything else. Like you, you joined a frat, you were much more socially active than I was. I was kind of, you know, kind of a Luddite for a lot of ways. Like I just kind of, you know, my biggest form of socialization was being like an accounting TA after my first year. And I kind of did that for like my first couple, you know, things or whatever. But like, I remember my transition was very, um, it was bumpy in some ways, given the social aspects, but it was good in a lot of other ways. So how was your transition? Like, like, what was, do you remember kind of like, how you handled it or like what you were feeling or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I, it was a lot different. Um, but I, I, I was blessed with like a situation with like, I had, um, I had a good friend that was already there at the main campus who had a really nice, like, do you remember the lottery they did for like the dorm room? Dorm oh, room, I do. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. So he like had a nice number and the way it was, whereas if one of you guys have a good number, like you can latch onto that and get the first pick or, or whatever. So we ended up living on North campus. I think, were you on North campus too? I was, I was in, um, sophomore I, was, year. I was in Houston house. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah. We were both in Houston house. Oh, that's um, right. I remember. I, I forget. All yeah. This. Thank you. You, you told I me pre-podcast you had a shitty memory. You're having a better memory than I am. So that <laughs> or not. But, um, yeah, man. So I was lucky with that with like one of my good friends and um, I, like back to the, like the fraternity stuff, I think did help a lot with socialization. Um, I rushed my fall of my sophomore year. So like right when I started my sophomore year, um, I rushed around and that is how you, at least for me, I was spending every day, a lot of hours each day with the same, I think we had 12 guys in our class. So it was a smaller class, but that's, who you're spending every single moment with and I think that really helped me just like to assimilate in um at first because I always had those guys around me um but yeah so that's I think that was really a huge help at the end of the day um but overall it was a complete shock but I I felt like I I handled it better than what I thought I would oh good yeah yeah I think that it's it's always interesting when something like that happens because you never know going through something that seismic of a difference because it was a huge difference. Cause I mean, for context, for people that might be listening, Newark is 
not Columbus, Ohio by any stretch of the imagination. Like Newark is kind of a very, you know, hillbilly elegy type town where like not a lot of things are going mm-hmm. on. Like there's a lot of drug use. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of other things going on. I, I had some, you know, I had some memories there that will forever be itched in my, or etched in my brain rather from kind of living there and all the things we experienced in the good old McMillan woods and the Ohio state Newark campus. when we were there and everything centered around that. But <laughs> going back to like, you know, the Newark days one last time to kind of propel us in, was there anything that you picked up from like that whole experience of kind of, being rejected from your dream school, going to this smaller place where it's kind of like you're a, a star amongst kind of a bunch of rejects and kind of people that kind of didn't really want to, wanted to be there by choice. You didn't want to be there by choice. You got sent there. Like, was there something that kind of you picked up in terms of either like resilience or a mental toughness or something that really helped when, you know, it got to either other hard parts of your life or things that, you know, the main campus that were there. I remember the biggest thing for me was the whole perspective shift of everything. Like Even when I was like, really studying for a really hard test i was kind of like you know fuck this like i don't want to do this anymore i remember it's like well you could be a newark now so i mean shut up and you know go back to (laughs) studying for like two more hours but i don't know what that was for you if anything yeah no i mean kind of the same same thing with me like you make it you make it all this way like you better you better finish strong like i i knew what my goals were at the end of the day um but yeah exactly i made the most like having that experience in Newark, that was like, I would say less than ideal. Um, you know, you just go into the next thing with, with an open mind. And like you just said, you could, it could be worse. Like, yeah, it could always yeah. be worse. And I don't know, like a lot of people, I feel like invested in me, like just do anything about your parents and whatnot. And um, yeah, I, I, you have to finish, you have to finish strong. That, that was my mentality. Yeah. What was your mentality around professional development? Were you always, cause I, I know you kind of, you said you were there, you were very purposeful. Were you always a finance major? Did, was that what, what you declared when you applied? Yeah, it was, it was. So that was my freshman year. Before that, I was interested in um, the medical field. Like my, my dad worked in, 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 in the medical field and just having conversations with him. He's like, Oh, it's so good. It's like stable. You'll always be, you know, around. Um, there's always going to be a job for you. So I did that. And then that's what I was really interested in. And I got a chance to like shadow, um, <laughs> I, I shadowed like an orthopedic surgeon and I'll never forget. He took me to a, he was like, Hey, all right. Like we're doing this. Like we saw some patients and stuff with him and it was, it was cool. And he was like, Hey, do you want to go to like this cadaver lab, which is a, where they yeah, practice yeah. on, on dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. um, that freaked me out to no other end. I don't, I really didn't know. I didn't know I had a fear of that, but I was like, I just did not enjoy, you know, surgery in general. So I, I pivoted from that. And I really liked the idea of like business or finance because it always seemed to me, it's like versus a career in medicine, which is a great career. Um, but with business, you can make, you can make of it what, what you want. Like the opportunities are yeah. absolutely endless. Yeah. um you're not you're not in this like box i guess versus some careers like you're doing the same thing and they're great careers but you're you're in essence kind of doing the same thing over and over again versus i think with business or you know you can make you can make of it and there's every day it could be different so that's what was attractive to me for it yeah because i remember talking with my uh shout out to lauren kuhn my my uh academic advisor when i was at ohio state but i remember she told me once and this is a crazy thing I remember kind of hearing about this because 
apparently when we started going to Ohio state, like finance became the most popular major at the university, like it, it you know, over psychology, over biology, over everything else. And I, I, I wondered what caused that from going back into it, because for me, I have a theory that the Wolf of Wall Street came out in 2014 and a bunch of guys like our age, like we saw that movie in high school, were like, this is the fucking most <laughs> amazing thing ever. Like we just said, you're starting to drive like, you know, drugs and strippers and all this other kind of stuff. It's like, this is what it's going to be like. Like this is kind of what everything is going to do. And and that was never the lifestyle I wanted to leave, but it kind of, you know, it, it exposed me to kind of like an opulent lifestyle and everything like that. And I think that that was kind of like, I don't know if that was like the sole cause of everything, but I think that was why a lot of people kind of pivoted towards this like, business you know kind of mindset surrounding a lot of things and just kind of the whole attitude towards it and then obviously like you know as we were in college before COVID hit like the economy was seemingly never going to stop growing and it was getting better and better and everything was getting tax cuts and checks and cheap stuff and everything like that and it was just getting better and better and so COVID hit and now we're kind of in kind of a, a bizarre type of you know holding pattern I would say for a lot of things but um so that was kind of I don't know why that, I don't know if you have a, any guesses on why it was that business started becoming so popular when we were going. I think that's kind of why we might've gotten kicked out of Ohio state because the competition got so much more higher than it was. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't, I going back, if we would have applied without that specialization, maybe things were different. Um, I think another thing, you know, you just kind of sparked my mind there was I remember in 2016, maybe it was like 2015 Robin hood came out. Like the, yeah. the stock oh, investment yeah. platform. Yeah. It got really popular. And that was like, yeah. it got so popular. So I didn't, I mean, I didn't know like what a finance career entailed, but I knew I had something to do with like the stock market. And I remember being really interested in that. And I, I am pretty sure a lot of people thought, oh, finance stocks, like Robin Hood suite, like everyone loved it. Um, that could be a part of it. And then also, I, I think OSU made it like the hardest, I guess, technically, like to get into. Yeah, they, and I think that alone yep. attracted people. Yep. So, yep. Yep. Same, and that was, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting looking looking back and kind of seeing how everything was. And did you always have that same attitude towards professional development that you once did or that you always did? Or did you kind of have to develop that? No, I did not always have that. I'll be the first to say. Okay. Um, it's something I gained in maybe this goes back to Newark. I feel like that's when I really first started trying. Um, and I really gained, I, this is what happened. I, I would say like, I remember the career fairs and stuff and um, you know, everyone's kind of talking like, Oh, should you, should you go to the career fair? Like as a, as a sophomore junior, like when do you go? And I remember like hearing other kids talk about it and then being like, Oh, this is what I want to do. Like, I know exactly what I want. Um, and I, I kind of was like, you know, how do you guys know exactly what you want to do and yeah, whatever. So it made me kind of think like, wow, I should really figure that out. Like, I got to figure something out here. I'm, I'm already like here, sitting here as a sophomore. I don't know exactly what I want. Um, and I think once I kind of figured that out, I was more driven to like getting that. So for me, like the big thing was getting a nice internship. Like that, that was like yeah. my number one goal. Yeah. Um, and that's what drove me. And then, you know, once you get that internship, it's like, Hey, if you don't really fuck it up, like you, you are, you're, you're in a good spot. So, it, yeah. yeah. That's what it was, was for me at the end of the day. Yeah. It, it, it was something that where I think I always had a mind towards it, but I think it was always interesting to see kind of how people, 
how people moved in terms of because it, it, it's interesting, especially in in the major we were in, because like you said, it was the hardest major to get into. It was the most competitive major to get into. Like I remember Ohio State invested a ton of money into like investment banking programs, consulting programs, like all these things that were kind of alternate routes to really get the the top tier jobs at like the biggest banks in New York and Chicago and like all the firms in you know that were out in California and Los Angeles and you know down in Miami and things of that Austin Texas things of that nature and it was so interesting because we were all you know theoretically you know competing for the same thing and doing the same thing and you know making sure that you know everyone was kind of on the same track but everyone's approach was so different when you look back at it and it was kind of very you know interesting to see kind of how people just chose to move in that dynamic with all of those people. And, and I think that it's, um it's just something to, it's something to notice because I think that like, as it evolves with kind of, you know, everything going more virtual and like, will, you know, will the career fair have as much value? I don't know. Like, will a lot of things kind of do in terms of like people are switching careers all the time. Like a lot of layoffs are happening. A lot of people are hiring more people back, whatever it's. And, you know, the economy is like, so, weird overall right now but i mean you know we all end up in the same place and i know we've seen a lot of people that or actually we don't end up all in the same place that's not true and so that was actually what i was going to bring up next but like we we have all these people and like i've always wondered why people succeed after college and getting what they claim they want and why people don't and i don't know if i have a good answer i don't know if you do but that was kind of where i wanted to go next why do you think there are certain people that we both know who I like, there were people that I thought were going to be rock stars who ended up you know, face planning as soon as they got out of Ohio state and people who I thought like, Oh man, this dude's going to be in trouble as soon as he gets out of the real world and he goes out and he crushes it or she goes out and she crushes yeah. it. But like, what do you think those common denominators of people are? If you have any, if you have a best guess at that. Yeah. So this isn't the full answer. I, I would say one big thing that you just made me think of was, People, and I've talked about this with some of my friends, like, how do you expect, like, a 18, 19-year-old kid to know what he wants to do? Like, yeah. I, I think my opinion is if you're getting good coaching from, and I think for most people, it's probably, like, parents or, you know, some other big, like, big figure in their life. If you kind of know, if you're guided in the right direction, I think that's a huge help. And I think a lot of people don't have that. And I think you're kind of stuck on your own and that's a very hard na thing to navigate on your own. Um, but yeah. And I think some, I, I think it just differs for other people. Like it, it's self drive at the end of the day, where do you see yourself in three, five, 10 years, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I, I think if it, it's self drive, like you gotta, you gotta survive. Like, I don't know. That's, that's, I would say that's another very important factor. Um, you know, you should write down your goals. I think that's something I, I, I always try to do that. Um, it's always fun to look back on them too. So I think yeah. you and I spoke about that actually about writing down goals. Is that, yeah. isn't that something you, yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah. So it, it's funny. My, my dad every year on literally on, I think New Year's day, every single year he would um, when, even when I was really young, he would like sit me down by his desk and he would get out like a piece of like just you know plain letter paper that you put in a printer and he would just say like you know sam's 2012 goals that he would put me down and he'd do like six categories of whatever you want to do like this is what you want to do in football this is what you want to do in lifting this is what you want to do in school this is what you want to do in terms of everything else and so 
I had a very, you know, goal oriented and value. And, you know, that's kind of why a big reason why I was able to write the book that I wrote is because my dad, especially was so regimented about those things. And that has continued all throughout really my life. I think that, you know, on my fridge, I have a lot of, you know, I'm one of the, the psychopaths that like has like a bunch of like paper just covering their fridge, like a bunch of ideas and stuff they have and whatever. And a big thing that, you know, I have is that I have all of my, um, all of my goals that I've written down from, you know, the past couple of years. And so I have different sections of them and everything where I kind of say like, you know, here's this, here's this, here's that, here's whatever. And like these, this is what I want to accomplish, like in a physical sense this year and emotional health and mental well-being and, you know, all these like career uh, books, all of these things that were things I want to write, things I want to do, places I want to see, people want to travel and, you know, visit, whatever. Um, and I think that like, yeah, man, it's, it's hugely important. And it's so cliche. Like when people bring it up, it's like, oh, another conversation about goals, but it's like, you know, it, it matters, man. Like it really does. Like, I think yeah. that like, you, like you brought it up and, you know, I kind of thought like, oh, uh, like, where is he going to go with this? But like, I thought like people still don't do it. And it kind of really blows my mind in a sense, but like, you know, not really, um, you know, anything that there's not really many things that are more important than that. I don't think it's like having a direction. Yeah, I agree. And I think another thing too, is like, there's so much opportunity out there. And I was, I was honestly so shocked. Like, I feel like even in my internship or, or afterwards, like how many people I feel like didn't really care, or like give it their all. I don't know. I was just surprised by like yeah. some things that I, I felt like people should be doing that they weren't doing. Um, so I, I think that's another thing is like competition obviously drives people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap up, I, you mentioned kind of having like that guidance in terms of a person, like a mentor, basically a person you can look up to yeah. like a person in a lot of ways. And that's another kind of buzzword we hear, especially in the business world, like got to have mentorship. You got to have like this person to step up. But like the, the thing that I don't think like is, is really frustrating probably to a lot of these people is like, people don't know where to look for mentorship. They don't know mm -hmm. where to look for a lot of these other things. And so was that person for you? And I, I know you said it came in multiple people. So this is probably a very diverse answer, but like in terms of like the person, was it a professor? Was it an older student? Was it a frat brother? Like where did you find these people from and where did you source this, this mentorship from in a lot of ways? Yeah, I, I think I'll just stick with like, uh, like colleagues, I guess, or like, you know, people from work. I think the best way to do it is to just not be afraid to ask, especially if you're in a boat where you're like young in your career. I'd say nine times out of 10, like they're accepting a coffee chat or a, a quick, yeah. you know, meeting. Yeah. Way, unfortunately, like the Zoom meetings and stuff, like I think that sucks. I think that's a, a little bit of a disadvantage when it comes to networking and trying yeah. to navigate an early career. Um, but I think not being afraid to ask and, you know, like I said, more times than not, people are going to be willing to talk to you. And then you got to build a relationship from there. And it's, it's a tough thing to navigate as a young person to like what offer or like what value can you offer the other person? Um, yeah. Because, you know, people always say networking, like you got to offer something. I don't know. I've, I feel like I've always heard that. Like it yeah. can't just be a one way street. Yeah. Um, so I, I think just some, some best practices would be like, you know, you gain this information, but you follow up with them, you stay in touch, you give them call, you give them a call here and there. Um, maybe you send them like an interesting article or something that applies to their life that you learned about them. Um, and, like things of that nature. So 
but for, for me, it's kind of been a mixture of that. And then there are friends of mine that I, that I, I think also just, I look up to them, um, you know, through that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's very underrated because I think a lot of people are so led astray by kind of like, you know, who do you look up to in the culture? Who is something that, you know, you should model your life after. And like the more that that gets multiplied across everything else, I think that's kind of, it's going to be a net positive to everyone. I think at least, you know, at least I think so, but um, Mike, I won't keep it too much, man, but any, any final words, any, any other advice? It's been awesome. I know a lot of people are going to get a lot of game from this. I know that you're, you're a pro at this. You've been doing it just for as long as I have at least. So probably, probably <laughs> more than I have. And so like, um, any, any parting words, any final, this has been awesome, man. It's been cool. It's been great to catch up, yeah. great, you know, some wisdom, some knowledge drop from you. And so just, um, you know, and I'll put all your socials and your links in the, in the bio below for the you know, description, yeah. get in touch with you and everything. And I'll tag you in all my stuff, but like any final words, anything you want to say, anything that, you know, any inspirational things for the young folk out there? Yeah, for sure. I would say, um, yeah, man, I, I think like I was kind of touching on this earlier, like we, we live in a country with so much opportunity and that's not ever going away. Um, I, I think be greedy, like be greedy, be try to be better than the person next to you. Honestly, at the end of the day, like it, there's, like I said, you'd be shocked by how many people don't take that extra step or extra effort. So I think right there off the bat, you have an advantage if you, if you try. Um, and then also the, on the same, along the same vein, like, don't, don't be discouraged if, you know, things don't go your way. Like you don't have to figure out, you know, what you want exactly. You, it takes trial and error to figure that out. Um, and I know you and I are still navigating that and we're, you know, yeah. We we still are only you know three three years or so out out of out of college so there's a lot of time left don't get discouraged and um you know just kind of do you at the end of the day yeah yeah man I I think that's great advice too I th I think the abundance the abundance again going back to buzzwords like the abundance mindset we hear so much about that and like everything you got to have an abundance mindset you got to have this but like I think the one thing kind of circling back to the new work stuff even is like you know a lot of people don't give as much of a shit as you think they might, or you think that they do. And yes. if you can just give a little bit more of a shit than the mo the person next to you. Most of the time, you'll probably get ahead in some way or another. So I think that's great advice, man. Yeah. I I've, I'm still, that's something I'm still trying to like navigate, but yeah, you're, you're so right. Like people don't care. Like I'm trying to tell myself yeah. when I'm like speaking or trying to sell or whatever, like they don't really, no one really cares at the end of the day. Like if you, if you mess up like one little thing, um, yeah. don't be afraid to make mistakes. Just put yourself out there. I think that's so important. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on Sam. It was great to catch up. Um, I, I hope everything else is going well. I, I'm sure we should catch up offline sometime too here yeah. pretty soon. I was going to say, man, I'll be back in, I'll be back in Ohio the next three months. So, I mean, hopefully I know we've, we've talked about it before, but hopefully we can meet up sometime and, and, you know, catch up and whatever. So that'll be, that would be fun, man. I think it's, um, yeah, man, it was great to have you on and uh, thanks for coming and thanks for doing it. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Sounds good, Sam. Awesome. Cool. Well, well thanks so for listening and uh, thanks to Mike for coming on again and, you know, own the day, open your mind. We'll be back next week. I lay back in the cut to take myself Think about the shit and I think you're real How can I mix my grip And how should I make that nigga straight?